0: Hey guys, this is Model Talk. (laughs) We're back with Model Talk as I bang my elbow on the table. It's Devin -er Blackerby. And Nicole Nance. Oh, this is our tenth episode. It is. It is our tenth episode, and oh we have an extra voice on this episode. Introduce yourself. Woo! <laughs> you <know? laughs> this is Allison Cook, and joining the Model Talk crew, and super Yay. stoked to spend some time with you guys. Yay! We're super excited to have our first guest.
1: Yes.
0: Um, welcome. Thank welcome. you. <laughs> thank welcome you to the podcasting office. <laughs> um. So, so we're just gonna dive in to what our
1: topic is today. We're talking about pageantry because we have a pageant queen with us yay, yay.
0: <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna kind of just ask her a bunch of questions um kind of learn what the difference is between pageantry and modeling how they kind of go together and what makes them different and we have wine
1: yes yay we, wine it's our first alcohol we are podcast. all over 21 and we can drink yay <laughs>
0: cheers um so, yeah, I just swallowed weird.
1: Yeah, some good you you know, drinking diving. noises. Okay. <laughs> so, Allison. Yes? How long have we known each other? I'm trying to think about this oh, now. Oh, man. When did we meet? I don't Five know. years? Yeah, I think so. Maybe? Yeah? Oh, it
2: might have been old school Portland Fashion Week. <gasps>
1: I think that's it. That might have been, and then I think we met through Brandon Gaston. Yes, shout oh, out to Brandon. Brandon. Hey, Brandon. He met my work husband. <laughs> I will claim you like that forever, and he knows that.
0: <laughs> we'll tag him in the description. Yes,
1: I think that's how, how we met each other. Yeah, through Brandon.
2: I think so too. Yeah. So it's been Please. been at least five years, it's maybe even
1: six. Yeah. How'd you and Nicole meet? Um,
2: Was it through uh, Toulon on Lace? Maybe.
0: Maybe. Maybe through Harriet. Maybe through Harriet. Um, I don't know. I don't know how we met specifically. I'm trying to give a good origin story. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember the last time we worked together.
1: Which was what?
0: Um, what was that fashion show called? The Chinese. Um, oh. Where we both had giant afros. Yes, the
2: Rose Festival. Rose Festival. Fashion Gallop. put On by Carrie Yu.
0: Yes. That was fun. That's the last time we worked together. I actually can't remember the last time we worked together
2: think we've been in a while, Devin. I know. This well, now. Bad.
0: This is working
2: together. I know. Yeah. We, hey, I'll take it now. We no.
1: wasn't it Clayton Beck for Portland Fashion Week? Did you... you, you walked
2: for Clayton? Yeah, I was with like Vanessa But you were Fallin. in that and... one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: that's probably the last event we were at together Whew. where we were both working. Whew. That's Oh, alive. you know,
2: it was probably Fade Delight Light
1: with Sonia. Yes. That, many, that was like a couple It was still seasons. like two, two Aww. years ago probably. because yeah, Sonia but... just did her most recent one like and then she hasn't done it for like two years. Yeah. So huh. Yeah. Dear photographers, if you're listening, Devin yes. and Allison
0: really want to work together. We're down here. for a collab. <laughs> we we'll look like siblings. That's what we us. do.
1: Anytime I pitch you to someone, I say, she looks like she could be my older sister. Because oh, we do look like we could be siblings. Like we could totally do a siblings thing. I could I see think that. think so too. Right? It's I the brows and like the eyes. Yeah. Devin mm-hmm.
2: gets the like rocker high fashion look. I'm more like your girl next door.
1: <laughs> Passive boots. boots high fashion, <laughs> you know, with it's, boots. It's called ballad. <laughs> you know. Oh my God. Um, 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 are you from Oregon originally?
2: I'm not actually. Um so I grew up outside of Sacramento, California, and this is my ninth year living in Oregon. Oh, so wow. I've been here for a while now.
0: I don't think I knew that. Yeah.
1: Fun fact, like Fun fact number one. Yeah.
0: I almost wanted to go to Davis. T- Oh, yeah. North of Sacramento. hmm That's not far from where I grew
2: up. But the okay. town I grew up in is called Granite Bay. It's probably about twenty to 30,000 people. Fun. Okay. But not far from, like, Tahoe, either. Oh, so. nice. Yeah. What brought you here? College, actually. Okay. So I got a chance to go to school. They call it Oregon Tech down in Klamath Falls. Yeah. And I yeah. played volleyball for them and studied a degree called Radiologic Sciences, which is oh. technical speak for X-ray.
0: Oh, cool. So are you still in school? No,
2: no, I actually graduated back in 2016 and I work for GE healthcare now oh, and nice. they fly me around the country and I teach people how to use x-ray equipment.
0: Oh, that's really cool. I know I see you traveling a lot. Yeah. Yes. Follow her Instagram for yeah. good travel stuff.
2: Please.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like my airplane wings, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's what it's, I, I looked it up. Your Instagram is at Elizabeth?
1: Elizabeth. A- Allison E. Cook? Allison yeah, e. Cook. Allison E. Cook. I've and it's in our description. For the longest time, I thought your first, your last name was Elizabeth. <laughs> A lot of people, too. I'm like, oh, Allison Elizabeth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. All anyway, right, when did you start doing pageants, and when did you start doing modeling? We'll do two for...
2: Oh, this is a good one. So I started doing pageants, actually, when I moved to Oregon. Mm -hmm. So it was about January 2012, and it was through the Miss America program because it was all about scholarships. Mm -hmm. So paying out-of-state tuition, I really wanted to figure out how to earn more money for school. Oh, nice. Nice. For modeling, I had wanted to model forever. I did classes with John Robert Powers. Oh my gosh. I did oh. shoots with my mom in the front. That's yard. a throwback, John Robert
0: Powers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. You get scouted in the mall with yes. bars on modeling. I and- still have my contract with John. See, there you go. Anyways, I came across it the
2: other day. But I really do think that they prepped me well for pageant as well, Mm -hmm. learning lines and and public speaking and monologues. But I really didn't get a chance to model until I entered pageantry because I started meeting the right people. So Mm -hmm. I'd say it started modeling uh, more like six years ago, kind of
0: right around that 2013 time frame. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about networking Mm -hmm. and who you meet and stuff. Absolutely. I know that we have a lot of younger models that listen, um, and I see a lot of them that do pageants Mm -hmm. and are trying to use it maybe as a platform to get into modeling or just using modeling as an extension Mm -hmm. of pageantry. And it sounds like that's really doable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
2: I think the good thing about pageantry is it helps hold you accountable. I mean, modeling, a lot of it is just pictures. But with the pageantry, you get the interview aspect, the public speaking aspect, Mm. and I think just having that opportunity to share your voice helps make you a bit more well-rounded and represent yourself better when you're going on castings or auditions.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's almost good PR training. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know how to represent yourself better, right? Cause as model, uh, like as someone who's just a model, like you kind of try to figure out your brand as you go and then mm-hmm. eventually like you get there. But I think pattern almost makes you confront it right away and be like, this is who you want to re- represent and be. And then just like how to how to explain that in a better
2: way? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have to learn how to advocate for yourself. Yeah. I mean, you have yeah. to set yourself apart. And so, if you can learn to do that from the beginning, it's going to make a big difference.
1: Mm-hmm. I would think pageantry would lead well into acting, too, Mm -hmm. because it's, I mean, like you said, with the interview aspect and, like, learning lines and learning points, like, I think it's way easier than from... I think it's an easier transition, especially because you're on a stage a little bit more where you have to perform, Mm -hmm. whereas modeling, yes, you have to perform, but you're there for, like, a couple of seconds. Right. Maybe Mm -hmm. a minute. Like, it's not that long. You mean, like, runway? Yeah, like, runway. It's, like, maybe two minutes. I mean, it's not... Unless you're standing there for a little long, but it's not super... Live modeling? Yeah, it's not super... Live modeling is, yeah, you're like a a statue. I always (laughs) notice
0: the biggest difference with, like if you start as a runway model versus pageant, is the pivot at the end. Mm. When you pose, do you pivot or do you step back? And that's usually, I feel like
1: the... You're a master of the pivot turn. Thank you. Like, especially in a gown. Yeah. hmm Yeah, gowns and I, that got kind of seems to be my jam, yeah. I have to say. I feel like that's a big trip up for a lot of young models, though. So, like, getting that now. Especially, like, um, like with uh, Fashion Next, you just do a bunch of bridal, and I always mm-hmm. see them put, like, the newer girls in it. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Please don't
2: fall off that stage. Oh, like, right, it's yeah, tricky, mm-hmm. especially if you're not wearing shoes that you're accustomed to, and you're dealing with a different hem length. Maybe mm-hmm. it's too long or even too short. It's a, it's a tough balance. All right, list off a couple of your titles.
1: Just okay, to give them to the people. <laughs> um,
2: I'm probably most well known for being Miss Oregon 2013. I competed at the Miss America pageant back in 2014. And then to get to that point you have to have a local title. So oh. I represented Klamath County with the title of Miss Southern Gem. It was a regional title.
0: I love the name of it. I know. Miss oh, Southern thank Gem. Thank
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I need my boots. Huh? Yeah, Miss Southern Gem. Um, And then most recently, I competed at the International Junior Miss International Pageant. That was last summer in 2018 as Miss Oregon for them as well.
0: Mm. Oh, that's a big deal! Yeah, they had about
2: 60 women. Um, I placed ninth, so I was quite happy with that. And I won the interview category. Top ten, I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. When the interview and they had a fun fashion competition, which was actually where I got to integrate more of my modeling skills. Oh,
0: nice. Cool. Do you have like a lucky color or a lucky something you oh, wear? Yeah, like superstitions? Ooh.
2: Uh, jewel tones and I seem to get along well. I can see that. Yeah. I think something about my color palette, they mm-hmm. really jump out. Mm-hmm. So I try to incorporate
1: those if I can. Nice. All right. Talk us through the process and this might take you a minute. Like, let's say <laughs> I want to enter a pageant. Mm-hmm. What do I do? <laughs> How do I do it? What do I do? (laughs) Where's the starting point? Yeah.
2: Well, I think different pageants are kind of like different agencies. There's quite a few of them to choose from. So okay. you have to decide what you're going for. Are you trying to earn scholarship money? Are okay. you trying to model? Are you looking for a big prize package? Mm-hmm. So that will help you narrow down which organization that you want to be a part of.
1: Okay, let's say let's say scholarship. I'm in college. I could use the money. Okay. <laughs>
2: if you need scholarships, the Miss America organization is a great group to go with. Okay. And so each um, state pageant has different local pageants. So for this area, there's the uh, Miss Portland board, and mm-hmm. so most of these boards have a social media presence, so I'd reach out to them and say that you're interested. Mm. And you fill out an application, and then once you sign up, you're pretty much ready to train.
1: Okay. So the
2: actual entering beginning stages don't take too long. Um, for training, at least with Miss America, there's a few different categories that we would get you ready for. Mm. One would be interview, and they do a panel-style interview where you stand alone and have just under 10 minutes and usually five judges ask you questions. Okay. Um, they also have a um, talent competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have an evening gown competition. They have an onstage question competition. And um and
1: question is different from interview. It is, uh-huh. So okay. the
2: onstage question is usually what you see the most on YouTube if people screw up. Uh, it's where no, they kind man. of get cold called and a judge asks them a question in front of millions of people and they're expected to come up with an intelligent answer. Do you get,
1: I mean, I guess you could study based on, like, maybe what's been asked in the past, but do you mm-hmm. ever get maybe, like, some prompts of like what could be your question like they give you like 20 questions being like hey this might be your question like do they ever give you that or is it just totally like random here's a question they
2: don't necessarily clue you in i think whatever's a hot topic in the media is oh, kind of okay. a good indicator okay. so whatever's socially trending do that- they tend
0: to get political They can. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that could be scary. If you were competing
1: right now, I feel like it'd be very like presidential, next race Mm -hmm. based, slash climate change. I feel like those would be the two big things. Women's
2: empowerment. That's mm -hmm. it. Rights of your body and what you choose to be allowed to be done to that. Mm -hmm. And then with some pageant organizations, Miss America being included, they have kind of a social initiative portion. So Mm -hmm. they want you to be volunteering in your community. Mm -hmm. And so you may get kind of a guided question towards what you're doing in your community or what cause that you're supporting. Do you have a charity that you specifically work with? Not necessarily a charity, but I'm a really big advocate for brain injury awareness. Oh, that's right. And okay. the day that we're recording this, which is September 20th, is actually um, National Concussion Awareness Day. Oh, what do you say So know? this works had, out great. I've had
0: two. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've never had one. It's weird. yeah I've
2: had five Um, that's actually why I wear glasses now if anyone has seen me recently Um, is this from volleyball one was from volleyball three from basketball one from a car accident oh no Um, but quick side note to brain injuries um, we call them the invisible injury and Mm -hmm. a lot of people have lasting symptoms that don't really get discussed I mean there's the initial injury but People like me, there's a diagnosis called post-concussive syndrome. It's Mm -hmm. where those symptoms actually carry on much longer than people think.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it's a... I mean, you heard the brain. That affects, like, memory. That affects everything.
2: Everything. It's your command center. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm really passionate about brain injury awareness, and I was fortunate enough to get to speak all over the country um, just about why it's important and why we need to be investing more into research and prevention. Okay.
1: That's actually... I feel like that's a very... um, Unique thing. I mean, I don't watch a lot of pageantry. I watch Miss uh, Universe. Oh, there know? you go. I'll watch Miss America when mm-hmm. it's on TV. But otherwise, I feel like that's a very unique, you know, perspective to come from. And a unique mm-hmm. cause to be an advocate of.
0: Right. Yeah. I you guess know. if you're on the outside, I'm thinking like Miss Congeniality. You're like, I want I to end world Miss, hunger. I am thinking I <laughs> want world peace. And it's like, we all do, but like, we all let's love pick it. a realistic, like tangible... It slightly cool. reminds
1: me of Greek life, too, when I was in Greek mm-hmm. life. Like, they're very specific with what they pick, and they usually, like, try to pick something that no one else has picked. Like, I was at Chi Omega for three months. It didn't last very long. <laughs> but our charity was Make-A-Wish. So they were oh, very, okay. yeah. like, everything in Make-A-Wish. Like, we did all this charity work for them. So, like, I remember that was a big deal. And then my mom's sorority, their charity was... Um,
0: what was her sexual
1: assault survivors okay there's a better there's an organization for that and I'm blanking on it but that's what it was her she was an AKIO cool she's not Mm -hmm. okay I'm making um but yeah okay so I've entered I've picked a cause Mm -hmm. I'm kind of have prepped questions okay how do I I pick a talent (laughs) that's honestly that's my biggest question is how do you pick a talent and then prepping for it. And then also, like, this is several questions. How, how much time do you have to do it? Because it oh, seems like one. they're mm-hmm. up there for, like, an hour sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that would be a lot of airtime to fill, you know? Right. Like, so, like, maybe what's your, what's your talent? We'll start with that.
2: So my talent's playing the electric violin. <gasps> um, when I
0: competed, so
2: cool. I played <laughs> a popular modern song, Let's Get It Started by The Black Eyed Peas. Mm. Um, I've also played uh, Good Feeling by Flo Rida, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but uh, in terms of picking a talent, you don't have to do a traditional one like a musical instrument. I've seen people paint, Uh, I have seen people juggle rifles or juggle (sighs) balls. I've seen ribbon dancers, comedic monologues. Ooh. That would be fun. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you guys would
1: be good at that. That would be super fun. I could do ribbon dance. I mean, I was in guard. (laughs) That's not
0: what I was expecting you to say. I was
1: in guard. I could spin a rifle and I could spin a flag. Oh, cool. I'll throw that out there. I still have them. But, like... What? I know, but it's been so long. Like,
2: I think people so need to comment if they want to see Devin yeah. do some ribbon dancing and rifle twirling. You know, we
1: need
0: to get better at lives and YouTube videos. <laughs> and you want me to do some spinning? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I do. Okay, okay. So, I'll,
1: uh, I don't know what I could do. Okay, so the, let's the, say the, I picked th- ribbon dancing. Okay. <laughs> How much time do I have when I am on stage? And also, what what am I being judged on too? So you only have 90 seconds. Oh, my God. That's so short. And so
2: what's tough is you have to figure out how to showcase all of your best tricks within that timeline. So a lot of people choreograph to music Mm -hmm. just to make sure that they get everything that they want kind of pushed in. That makes sense. Uh, They're judging you on your entertainment factor. They're judging you on the actual skill level. But at the end of the day, they just want a young woman who is confident and who is able to show themselves having fun and really enjoying their moment, whatever that may be.
1: 90 seconds. So, like, what's your favorite song to do, I guess, to perform?
2: I really loved the Black Eyed Peas Mm -hmm. when I performed on that one. Um, Being an athlete my entire life, almost every professional sports game you listen to, it's one of the pump-up songs. That's true. And it was actually a song that my dad helped me pick
1: out, and so that was really special to me. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I like that.
2: But I have to say, not every pageant has a talent competition. Yes. Yes. Um, You've
1: told me this before when we just hang out, that sometimes you can just enter talent, right? Or sometimes you can only do a talent portion. Yeah,
2: so like Miss America... America, one of their claims to fame is having a talent portion. Mm-hmm. The Miss USA system, which actually feeds into Miss Universe, has a swimsuit competition, which um, no longer the Miss America organization has. It
1: seems like a little outdated. What's yeah, what what are are your, your take on that? Yeah.
2: You know, it's tough. I'm a woman who works in corporate, and so my bosses have asked me, How do you feel about knowing that pictures of you in swimsuits are all over the internet? But at the end of the day, I want a woman who is empowered enough to be a boss in the office and a boss in her own life. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care
1: if she's yeah. wearing a swimsuit or not. To me, it's less about the, like, oh, she's wearing a bikini or whatever. I think sometimes it can get in inclusive of people who maybe choose to dress more modestly. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say maybe there was a woman who wanted, who, I, I don't know if there has been a woman who's worn a hijab. Halima got her start in the Miss USA system. Because I feel like that'd be amazing to see a woman Mm -hmm. who came out there and maybe something very much more modest, but Mm -hmm. still, like, beautiful and still, like, representing swimwear in a way. Yes. But I think you... At least what's shown on TV to the public, which is rarely, it's like Miss America and then Miss Universe, so like the only right. two things that are ever really broadcast, you would rarely see that, you know?
2: Right. I believe she got her start in the Miss uh, Minnesota program, oh, and she cool. has really just oh, exploded. Wow. That's awesome. But the, when we talk about like swimwear, there really are no rules mm-hmm. on how much skin that you're Inter- allowed to show, or that you have think to they show? They would be on top of it. So you could wear a burkini, you could wear a one-piece, you could wear a sarong, Mm -hmm. you can wear a bikini. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really, the only rules that I've seen is how much of your body you're allowed to expose in terms of your breasts or your behind. Mm -hmm. Um, They do want to keep a a level of modesty there Mm -hmm. just because it's
1: in front of a generalized Mm -hmm. audience. What do you prefer to wear if you've done a swimsuit?
2: I prefer to wear a bikini. I think part of me as an athlete is I've worked really hard Mm -hmm. to have the figure that I do when Mm -hmm. I go on stage. And um, that's kind of my way of celebrating that I accomplished something.
1: Yeah.
2: But at the same time, I'm not up in a bikini and heels because I want... attention attention for the sake
1: of being yeah because people assume that I think they don't understand what it's about Yeah, Yeah. I Um, hope not it's It's not to be objectified
2: objectified. no Mm -hmm. I mean for me it's really a victory and it's publicly displaying my commitment to a healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. hopefully empowering others to have the confidence I mean at Miss America we were on stage in Bikini and Heels in front of 14,000 people with a viewership of 8 million, (laughs) I mean, to have that type of confidence and to be judged by all of those people, you're really putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. and it's vulnerable. Yes. So for me, it's an opportunity to kind of celebrate that moment Mm -hmm. and really have fun with how much I've worked hard to get
0: myself there. Mm -hmm. That's like a good sideline for Model Misconception Corner. Yes. With the whole, like, you know the whole shaming of models that even do, like, the lingerie or the nude and, like, oh, you're just nude for the sake of being nude or you just do bathing suits because you think, like, you're hot shit, but you work really hard to look, you know, to be healthy and have that physique and you should be able to show it off without people really having an opinion on it one way or another.
1: Well, I think a lot of, for a lot of people, it's a confidence thing. It's like, yeah. oh, I feel very confident doing this and beautiful and i like mm-hmm. want to kind of i like i want to show it off it's mm-hmm. not necessarily me being like oh look at me it's just like i want to show myself off for me it's mm-hmm. not necessarily for other people it's more for yeah. you well you and i would
2: even say it's not to sexualize it, no right? and i think that's another part of these misconceptions is mm-hmm. just because i choose to put myself out there doesn't mean i want you know, sexual attention no. or energy surrounding it
1: yeah. The perfect example. Fade just happened and there was, um, bikini wear in it. She did bikini and athletic wear, mm-hmm. this one designer. And it's like, yeah, some of those girls were, uh, there were a couple that were 15 or 16. It's like, but they're not standing up there to be like sexy. They're like right. wearing a piece on a runway because they were asked to wear it. You mm-hmm. know,
0: 16 year olds wear bathing suits. Completely mm-hmm. different. Yeah. It's like, what if she was just done? A-
1: the pool. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. hang out. Right. Yeah. It's like you're not standing there for the attention. You're standing there to represent Mm -hmm. a brand or a company or a a person. Or with you, Mm -hmm. you're representing yourself. Mm -hmm. You're representing your brand. You know.
2: Yeah. And a commitment to fitness and a healthy lifestyle which I think is so important in this day and age.
1: I mean Michelle's whole, Michelle Obama's whole campaign was on Mm -hmm. obesity. Like that was her big cause as first lady. It's a huge problem in the country. Mm -hmm. You know. It's something that should be addressed more. Mm -hmm. Right.
2: And I do think that there's healthy way to attain that I know that you guys are talking about how to as models be Mm -hmm. healthy as well Mm -hmm. but that applies
0: to the pageant world Mm -hmm. I mean and just in life yes absolutely yeah do you feel like with the like swimsuit competitions I mean I feel like at some from an outsider's perspective there was a time when it was to like sexualize them or is that just, like, an outside perspective because of uh, media and movies that create this image of what pageants
1: are like? Like, per- like going off that, like, in Miss Congeniality, mm-hmm. they show, like, leading up to, like, the actual Miss USA pageant. Like, them traveling and doing, like, the, not, I don't want to say mini pageants, but, like, mm-hmm. the lead-up pageants. And they showed the swimsuit competition at one point. And they invited, like, all these servicemen. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, look at these girls in, like, swimsuits. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that's, like, kind of what's portrayed to us? Well, when the Miss America
2: competition started out, which was back in the 20s, it's starting out as strictly a bathing beauties competition, Mm -hmm. and it was based in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and they were trying to attract more tourists to the town in a time that wasn't normally touristy. It was September. Mm
1: -hmm. So most
2: of the tourists had already gone home, and so they were trying to have something that would draw people. So I guess in that sense, it would be a bit more a look at these pretty women that we're bringing onto the beach. Mm -hmm. But in my head, it's really evolved into so much more than that. That's good. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's hopefully the more modern perspective. Yeah. All right. Back
1: Back to to talent. Ooh, okay. (laughs) So, Devin's ribbon dancing. I ribbon danced for 90 seconds. seconds, There we go. And I killed it. She did great. Nice. How, I guess, um... This is for every category. Do you ever get... Because coming from a dance background and like guard, we never got it. But I remember our coaches would always get like a score sheet of Mm -hmm. a breakdown about how we did in each thing. It'd be like, oh, you guys did like a five out of ten... In technique but like a 7 out of 10 in like original choreography like do you mm-hmm. ever get a breakdown or comments back from them on like how you could have done better not that you could change it because mm-hmm. it's over right but do you ever get comments back on like oh this was really cool but maybe change this part of your talent blah 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 like how do do you I guess do you get criteria
2: so this kind of goes back to whatever system you're competing in okay normally when you sign up for that system they will be very explicit with you whether you get scores back or even if there are scores oh, okay from what I hear about the state competitions for miss USA is there's not really a number scoring aspect until you reach the top five, and then mm-hmm. they rank you and then there's a winner.
1: Uh, miss
2: America was a points based system okay. and so you would get points in a category, and then at the end, there was a vote of the heart. And then International Junior Miss, which I did last summer, we did get a score sheet. Mm -hmm. And it didn't break down, like, within the competition, let's say talent, for example. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a couple different categories where they told me how I did, like originality or confidence. It was just an overall number. Okay, for each one. yeah, Yeah, for each one. And then it showed, this particular score sheet showed the average and what the high was for that group. So, you could kind of see, oh, you know, I won interview, I won fun fashion, oh, they hated my dress yeah that's that's what got me in that particular pageant
1: yeah.
2: that would be helpful, I feel like
1: mm-hmm. see that's what I would want, yeah, the constructive
2: i would I wish there was more of that within modeling, yeah, because there needs to be more. More feedback. More feedback. (laughs) Just more (laughs) measured, constructive criticism where you can really evaluate, well, this wasn't my strong suit, but now I know what to work
0: on. Yeah. Or, like, why didn't this shoot, like, go as well as it should have? Just
1: getting, like, anything. Or I wish there
2: was more, why didn't I book this?
0: Yeah. Was it just
2: I wasn't the right person? Was Mm -hmm. it not the right look?
1: Uh, Uh, That's, like, the mystery of it. That's why not everyone can do it. They're never going to actually tell you. uh, No. Unless you did, like, an actual in front of them audition, mm-hmm. they're rarely going to tell you like why you didn't get picked for something. Like well, you maybe find out later through the grapevine, like they told your agent and then your agent will tell you. Right, yeah. but
2: if you're terrible at posing, it would really be nice to know. Oh, it would yeah. be great. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: why would they do that? I know. <laughs> That's why we got to work on it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interview. Interview. Yeah. How many questions is it? Like, yeah, how many questions do you get asked? And I guess like how long are you stand? are you standing in one spot just on stage? So this can you move like again?
2: This this kind of depends on which system you're a part of. Okay. For most of the systems that I have competed in, interview is actually behind
0: closed doors. So it's oh. not an on stage oh, okay. competition. That's amazing. Nice, so it's the questions we see more
1: likely yes. than Okay.
0: Yeah,
2: the on stage question, they consider that an example of the interview, but the interview actually oh, happens no, those poor
1: girls that bomb that question. <laughs> I know. Uh,
2: <laughs> It'd be it's so tough. easy
0: to do too. Yeah. Right.
2: Well and oftentimes they were just called into the top five, so they're so excited and your brain's dancing around and then all of a sudden you get this off the wall question. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually the girls performed well in interview up until that point. Yeah. And it really depends on which system you're competing in for what the interview looks like. Okay. So Miss America, at the time that I competed, you had nine and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. There were five judges sitting in a panel and then I stood behind a podium and you could walk a little bit around either side, but you didn't want to be distracting. Mm -hmm. And they would just ask you as many questions as fit in that time frame. Mm -hmm and there was really no nothing off limits. So
1: um, literally they asked you anything.
2: They could ask you anything. Now, you usually fill out some type of a bio and resume okay. so they have something to go off of that might include what your social impact is, you know, your mm-hmm. volunteerism, might okay. include some of your accomplishments or fun facts. But they would absolutely ask you about your political opinion. Or about what you would do if you were to be crowned. Mm.
1: Um,
2: other systems, international Junior Miss this past summer, they had um, it was round robin style, but there were four judges. so let me explain each judge was sitting at their own table oh. and you had less than two minutes with each one. and For so speed
1: dating. really <laughs> you sit down,
2: you ask as many they ask as many questions as they can and you answer and they say time's up. you stand up behind your chair and you go to the next one. Hmm. So there's a few different ways to do that. The tough part about that type of interview is the judge only knows what they choose to ask you. Mm. They don't get to hear kind of the perspectives of the other judges. Mm. So you really have to make an instant connection with that person, which works on great when you're working on your, your marketing
0: and your yeah. brand. Mm-hmm. You learn really quickly to project yourself mm-hmm. And, I feel like modeling network. is like that. If you meet that designer you've been dying to work with at some event, like you better be able to, you know, represent yourself well enough that they might be considering hiring you in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're like prepped and ready for that.
2: Right. I mean, some example questions. What are your career ambitions? Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> Ask me that
2: hard one. I know, huh? Some of them will even ask your most embarrassing moment because Hmm. they want to see how you express yourself and if you're willing to laugh and joke interview doesn't have to be such an uptight serious environment it needs Mm -hmm. to kind of have a balance because at the end of the day at least as a pageant title holder. When you're out in public, a lot of times you're an example to young children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be prepared to appropriately interact with anyone from age baby up to the old people at the nursing home. Yeah. yeah. So they what want to see what you do. Some of the weirdest things you can yeah. ask. Oh like,
1: my. I know. That's like what's going my Maybe not mind. weirdest, but like just ones that maybe like threw you off for like a beat, but then you just clicked mm-hmm. into an answer because like, I feel like that's how you'd have to do it. But...
2: I was in Southern Oregon at an appearance, and um, I was asked my opinion on genetically modified organisms and what we as a state are doing uh, to either be in support or against that. And in that particular instance, I really wasn't very familiar with GMOs. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I told this particular person. It's Mm -hmm. like, look, I I can see you're really passionate about it. I'd love to hear your opinion Mm -hmm. because I really don't know that much. Mm -hmm. And they were surprised that I admitted that. Uh, And so that, I guess, was a great takeaway for me is if you don't know something, don't pretend like you do, Mm -hmm. especially if it's somebody's, you know, life being, you could tell they were very passionate about this issue. There was no reason for me to make up a lie or pretend like I knew it all when you just say, I'm sorry. And I learned a lot through that instance. Mm -hmm. On the other side of that, um, I had a, more of a, a sexual harassment type event, oh, great. Oh, no. um, which is where an older gentleman told his um, eight-year-old grandson to go up and smack me on the ass <gasps> while we were getting a picture taken. No. What? Does the kid yeah.
1: actually do it? No,
2: I looked at him and okay, I said, good. don't you dare listen to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but as models, of course, we undergo stuff yeah. like that as well. And it's mm-hmm. really tough. To balance being professional but protecting yourself, yeah, I mean that was absolutely inappropriate. Um, oh yeah, that's I and I probably unfortunately have more sexual harassment type stories versus not. I mean, um, I was with yeah. a group of pageant women and a gentleman came up and said he masturbated to us the night oh, before. God. Great, thanks for yeah. sharing. Yeah. Like, I
0: know that's a lot of models like worst nightmares. Like they want to do kind of the cuter, sexier stuff that's just sort of fun. Like, you know, you're in a bath towel, and you're reading magazines, and it's supposed to be cute, but there are nightmares, like, mm-hmm. thinking of, like, men doing that. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. To me, it is. Is. to me, I
1: feel like it'd be meeting someone who you later found out was, like, obsessed with you. Know? Yeah. Like, not necessarily the masturbation part, but the fact that, like, maybe they've loved you for so long and you had no clue. (laughs) I did
2: have a stalker, um, and so we did have to take action on that, which is why if you look me up on social media, you may see another name under Mm -hmm. my more personal um, type Facebook, but I think at the end of the day... Unfortunately, we live in a world where you have all kinds of people, mm-hmm. and my biggest point of advice is don't let those comments be acceptable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, don't feel like you have to acknowledge them and give them power over their life. That's mm-hmm. one person's opinion. They may be just trying to get under their skin, your skin, um, but it's really unfortunate that that's how some people choose to interact.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. God, some people, though, like who... Ugh. Well, that makes me think of when, like, several episodes ago, we talked about that girl that messaged you and said that you were just, like, a, a disgrace, oh, and I toxic. was like, just why toxic would image. you, why? Like, yeah, I don't know right. why you feel the need to share that with yeah. me. Do you think I'm going to, do you think I'm going to turn around and be like, oh my gosh, thank you, I just need yeah. to hear that. And now oh, I will no change my whole life. Like, I have no
0: idea. And what? so... What, nice. thanks?
1: Like, yeah. no,
2: no. no, no. So kind of a skive off from what but well, those were well, some of the the weird situations the weird questions and mm-hmm. and things that as you are a public figure whether that's a pageant queen or a model you have to be prepared for because chances are something to that effect will happen at mm-hmm. some point
1: cool. which do you like um i don't want to say funner but i guess which to you which one do you have more fun with modeling or pageantry
2: they are just so different. Um, what I love about modeling is you can really transform yourself into yeah. whatever you or somebody else wants you to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nicole, in our last show, I got to wear a beautiful <laughs> curly afro. <laughs> I mean, it was out past my shoulders. And in what other situation would I even have that opportunity and get to celebrate that as art and mm-hmm. as somebody's heritage? Mm-hmm. Um, so in pageantry, that that's not quite... how you would go about things I'm more representing myself but with pageantry I have the opportunity to kind of have a platform to share my story Mm -hmm. and hopefully get to influence the lives of, of many in a more direct way than I may see if
1: I was modeling yeah okay hmm what jobs do you think you book the most like what do you think your look is for modeling
2: I very much am the girl next door. Mm -hmm. I kind of have that baby face. Uh, I seem to do quite well in bridal. I Mm -hmm. I was going to
1: say, you do a lot of bridal. Yeah, I do
2: do a lot of bridal. I think uh, my tall frame carries gowns very nicely. Honestly, yeah. (laughs) And then I think it's just kind of that that baby face, yeah, <laughs>
1: something about it. I want to it. break Nicole into our bridal world because I think Ooh, you would do really well. Bridal, because I think so too. Alice and I, I both have done it, and like yeah. you, tall and slender, and like they love a tall girl to carry a large cute. gown. You mm-hmm.
0: know. Yeah, I think it'd be super fun. I mean, why not? I used to sell wedding dresses. I used to be a wedding planner. Oh wow! Yes. So I was fully submerged, mm-hmm. submerged in the wedding world, and when I got married. I didn't do, like, a big ball gown or anything. My dress, like, couldn't have been more simple. Mm. Wow. So it'd be super fun to venture down all those other routes. And plus, from selling gowns, like, I appreciate them so much. Yes. yes. Like, the artistry that goes into them. Oh, I keep banging the table. Come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but there is... You do um, Committed, right? The, show, the fashion show? I have. Yeah, a couple times. And that's, like, coming up in October, I think.
2: Yes. Either mm-hmm. end of October, beginning of November, somewhere in there. Lux Productions puts them on. It's a mm-hmm. great crew. Mm-hmm. And what's neat about Committed is it's more an alternative bridal show. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes they have um, same-sex people walking down together. Mm-hmm. They have masks. Mm-hmm. They have uh, not just white dresses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I love being a part of a group that really celebrates all types of love and yeah. commitment.
1: Yeah, I've only done one bridal show, and it was for the English department, which is, like, okay. a boutique bridal um, shop here, and it was very small, so I would love to do a bigger one, because mm-hmm. they look fun, first off. Also, because I've only done bridal at that one show, and otherwise I've done it very, like, catalogy. Uh-huh. So I've never really gotten to do a huge runway moment with it. And I was like, "Oh, like it'd be fun. Yeah, like a big runway moment would be fun. Yeah. I did
0: the Portland Bridal
1: Expo oh, this yeah. past year. Very, Very cool. cool.
0: I kind of got thrown into it, which was totally fine. But yeah. it was
1: super fun. Also, we should mention Allison is taller than me because she she's' she's six one yeah <laughs> oh i
0: I want to say that's one of the
1: reasons why we got along from the beginning I think <laughs> it's it is. like, oh my gosh, you're tall, yeah, so you're a tall model how how yeah. do you how do you feel about that because <laughs> we are both almost. We're both at, like, the peak of, like, yeah. for women, basically. We're which at the tops. Is, which
2: is so crazy. It is. I mean, I would, prior to kind of studying modeling a bit more, I had no clue that they had a peak for women because they don't for men.
1: Mm-mm, they don't. They
2: don't? No. Really? I they, think,
1: like, 6'5", maybe, if you hit it, which yeah. most male models are between 6' six and 6'4", six, I, I would know, say.
2: I, yeah. But for huh. women, what I've noticed is... They have a tough time pairing me with a man yeah. that looks photographically normal. Yes. Um, <laughs> in instances like runway, being tall has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm not a size zero, too. That wouldn't be healthy for someone who's 6'1". I'm uh, more of yeah. a size 4'6". So it took a while for me to really embrace my measurements and embrace the size that I am. And I've always loved being tall. But... Recognizing that's just not
0: the right fit for everybody, and yeah. that's okay, I think that a lot of like i didn't I am not in the six foot range I'm five foot ten, but growing up tall and being yes. five ten since like fifteen years old, I always wondered like like my friends would be like tiny, and I would just i could never be like itty bitty tiny, but I don't think a lot of like women or girls that look up to Pageant queens or models realize that like somebody who's like six foot one is most likely a size four or six. Like they're not typically a zero, and that's just what's like put into your mind
1: of yeah. To be like one hundred and twenty five pounds at our height would be like oh, insane. That's not healthy and, at you know all. Know what I mean, that'd be like so scary. Yeah. It's not yeah. healthy, but. I
2: have to say, because I'm not that size 4'6", it's kept me out of shows and opportunities. Mm. But what I had to realize was those were never meant for me in the first place. I mean, they were meant for somebody else, and that's okay. We can cheer for that woman who Mm -hmm. earned that spot. And knowing that my time will come and there will be something that was meant and crafted just for me and my body type. Mm -hmm. And then at that moment, we can
0: celebrate.
1: Yeah. That's such a beautiful way to put it. I know, it really is. Thank you. Wow, you're so well put together. I know, that was a great way to
0: put it. Because we talk a lot about like how, you know, you can be industry standard and now that's almost like shamed on because.
1: It is shamed on. Yeah. It's shamed on even if like you're not actually industry standard, but you look industry standard. Right. Yeah.
2: And I have to say, it's a work in progress. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I don't get cast for something, it's not like I'm walking out saying, oh, I'm so glad it's somebody else's turn. I mean, I'm competitive, right? That's disappointing. But recognizing that that's not a healthy thing for me, Mm -hmm. and it's not meant for me, that's Mm -hmm. okay. And then that's kind
0: of what I use to fuel myself as I as I move forward. Yeah, just find somewhere where you fit and can excel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, why not? And find your people. Yeah. Just no. like you guys who can
2: have mm-hmm. these conversations and, and just know that you're not alone in those feelings and those frustrations mm-hmm. often.
1: All right. To turn a little personal, Nicole is married, so she doesn't yes. necessarily have to deal with this. But dating as a model. <laughs> 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 I'm so
0: glad I don't have to deal with
1: that. I honestly think... You really lucked out because (laughs) it's either the, with me, it's Uh either like the first thing I say or something I wait until like they figure it out later because you either want to get it over with right away or like wait and have the time where they don't know and then eventually it'll hit and it'll slightly change. That you're dating? Mm -hmm.
0: When like, you're with somebody? Or if you're, you're just going on
1: dates. Because yeah. it changes their perspective oh, of I you see. Yeah, yeah. when they know that you're a model.
0: It changes everyone's perspective of you. I can only imagine exactly. dating would make it even Like, like when did
1: you and Zach were together when you already had started modeling, correct? A little bit, yeah. Okay.
0: So, like, I was modeling a bit out on the East Coast, but, like, nothing like I am out
1: here. And we met on the East Coast, so. And what would would you say, he, I mean, I know him. He's very overall supportive. Yeah. And, like, he kind of loves it, right? I think so. Yeah. So I think that's, like, the best outcome. Yeah.
0: He's all about being the arm candy. <laughs> Which I think is so I cute. I know. I think <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> you need more I men like you. him, I think. He has no shame in holding the purse.
1: He did it the last time that we were at, too. Oh, that's it.
0: It was an interesting transition. I mean, like, I started doing it while we were still dating prior mm-hmm. to being engaged. And um, he grew up in a, you know, place where, like, it, it just didn't seem realistic at all. Like, he put it in perspective one time. He was like, yeah, it seemed like a cool hobby. But it was like wanting to become, like, a pro baseball player. Mm-hmm. Like, him wanting to do that. And... There's, like, you have to figure out where their boundaries are and where yours are and compromising that. Because I am super independent, very outspoken, very strong woman. And so I think Zach knows that I'm not going to really compromise myself simply to appease his wishes. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, you find that level where it's, like, it's not as important to me to do something that he doesn't want me to Because I don't really want to do it either. Mm -hmm. And we've just really happily fallen into like this really agreed upon situation where kind of the stuff that I'm not interested in is the stuff that he wouldn't necessarily love if I did. And so for us, it just works really well. And I really like time apart. And so if I have to travel for modeling,
1: I'm Mm -hmm. like, yay. (laughs) <laughs> well, also, I think that's, like, the best outcome to have, like, mm-hmm. a spouse that's, like, I. not that he doesn't trust you, but that fully trusts you and knows that you are going to make decisions for yourself where you're still going to be safe yeah. in the field, mm-hmm. you know? And he'll fully support you with whatever you do. Yeah. Whereas you meet people that aren't necessarily like that. Right, but
2: I think, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head in the sense that you establish that communication. Mm -hmm. I mean, Devin, I've been in the same point where it's like, well, at what point do I bring this up because I don't want them to judge me and I'm not a model because I'm conceited. It's just, it's something that I love to do. I get to express myself and support other people. But Nicole, when you communicate your intentions and when you set those boundaries with someone else, I would hope that that builds trust just mm-hmm. right there and hopefully we will allow people to grow together over it
1: yeah which I think the conceited thing is like the first barrier like yeah. I I that didn't necessarily happen with Sam but I definitely had to break down some slight walls of like why I do it and some of maybe the stereotypes mm-hmm. and like industry standard of like do all models date each other and it's like no, no. and having to work on that there. and being like yes I do work around very attractive people but it doesn't mean that I would like ever act on it and a lot of them are like my my friends and it doesn't doesn't
0: necessarily mean you're attracted to them
1: no i I can just acknowledge that that they're an attractive person yeah it doesn't necessarily mean i'm gonna be like oh i should go date them i should be like no Uh they're like nice i'll hang out with them you know but i think that's especially like I think you and Zach have built like a nice level of trust with that. Whereas like you yeah. can work around other people and he's not necessarily concerned. Whereas with especially when you're first dating someone, I think especially if you're dating a guy, I think that's their first concern is like, Oh my god, oh, can you be sure. around all these other really attractive people? And like Which in
0: my opinion is kind of shows a weakness spot in them.
1: It it is. It's it's definitely a self confidence thing, but it's understandable because like most people like we've talked about before, don't necessarily know what goes on in our field. So that's mm-hmm. like this little mystery of like, oh my God, all these beautiful people are in one place and how do they not just like go all over yeah. each other, you know? So there's that. Mm. Well, and
2: I don't know if you ladies have found this as well, but because my social media is my highlight reel, has a lot of pictures of modeling Yes, people who don't know me as well think that that's all I do oh yeah Mm -hmm. and I find that that's an interesting conversation when you're just starting to date somebody because they see you online and they see all these amazing pictures and they're like oh so all you do is model and tell me about this you know famous and glorious world that you live in and think it's all sparkles and sunshines and rainbows Mm -hmm. and it's like Actually, this is how I'm expressing myself, but really I'm doing all this mm-hmm. on the side. Yeah. So We all have day jobs. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Right. The goal is not to, but the goal until is you get there, yeah. you hustle to get there. And then on top of your day job is the model maintenance job. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call it now. Or just being a normal
1: person's job. Like, I'm not a model 24-7. Like, I'm just mm -hmm. sometimes I just want to sit in my house and, like, watch some TV. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily have to be, like, on all the time. Right. Which I think is another thing they think that you need to be on all the time. I -hmm. could imagine
0: that even
2: with pageantry being worse. Yes. Absolutely. Especially if you're a title holder on a state or national level, you have sponsors that are supporting you and are expecting a certain version of you to show up at their events.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I mean some of those events last eight, ten hours. Some of them people forget to feed you. They forget mm-hmm. to show you where the restroom is. Similar to modeling, mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of those basic necessities established when you're showing up for these events. Yeah.
1: When you say event, like what kind of give an example. Like what is an event that you would do for a sponsor?
2: Um With the Miss Oregon program, we had um, car shows were one of our most popular events. And so you'd go and spend time at the car show, um, speaking at schools. It's very Mm -hmm. popular. Elementary to college, uh, going to nursing homes, and then even uh, fundraisers for different nonprofits selling raffle tickets. Uh, Public speaking, I think, is more what I'm drawn to, Mm -hmm. one of my favorites, and we do have the fun modeling and um, grand opening parties, but really where I felt like most of my work came from was just meeting people in the communities, whether it be at schools or even at a grocery store celebrating a certain product launch. That's cool.
0: So I'm still curious about this dating.
2: Mm.
1: Yes. What do you want to know? I know. You're I'm, yeah. I just, like, got ask, lucky. Ask and away. Like, um, well,
0: so, like, worst experience. I mean, when oh. fessing up to the fact that you model and you are just all about yourself. I'm just kidding.
1: Worst experience.
0: Like, Do you know what I mean? Um, I think it might
2: even be the first time that they realize that you're not that shiny little doll with a bow on your head. mm. I mean, whether that be you choose not to wear makeup and you guys are hanging out on the couch or or that day where they see you exhausted after a shoot. You've just spent four or five hours and literally all you want to do is come home and lay on the couch in silence for a moment or two. For me, I think it's when they saw those moments
1: where it was like,
2: oh, this this isn't all that it was cracked up to be.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the illusion shatters. Uh, my test now is always to bring them to an event and let them see that version and then we go home. Because mm-hmm. it's two different people. Like, yeah. like, Sam just came to Fade Delight yeah, And he didn't get to see me after, obviously, because I like went back to my house. But... He got to saw, like, what that persona is on stage, and I think he appreciates it so much more now. And Mm -hmm. same with my first boyfriend. Like, our first date was technically Fashion Next. Like, he showed up and watched me, and then we hung out for, like, an hour after. But I think it's seeing that break of, like, yes, I'm on stage, and I'm doing this, and yes, I came out and hung out with you in pretty clothes. But, like, I can just talk to you like a normal human being. Like, I'm not on all the time. Sure, people are going to come up to me and, like, say stuff, you know, talk to you and be like oh your walk was great or whatever but it's like you're still having a conversation with I think it's the like you said like when you break into like I'm just kind of normal besides like doing Mm -hmm. this really cool stuff like I'm just I just want to be on the couch too or
2: even how they handle you being in the spotlight yes do they shrivel into the corner Mm. do they just kind of take it as it is my favorite types of people
1: take it as it is take it as it is Mm
2: -hmm. and they can crack a smile and I understand most people that I date, they'd probably rather not be at a fashion show. I, yeah. I get that it's not their first place, but to me, I want somebody who's going to support me in everything mm-hmm. that I do, and just being there and seeing them smiling in the audience mm-hmm. and, and getting to go home after, like that's mm-hmm. what I look forward to, and so my hope is, is to find somebody like that that's yeah. okay with sometimes... Taking the seat next to me.
0: Yeah. Being your arm candy, holding your bag. Mm-hmm. Someone that you can show off. I've told someone, would... like I
1: need I haven't shown you off yet. Yeah. Like yeah, I want someone that I can like slightly push, but it's also like you're mine, so you're standing next to yeah. me. <laughs> like, right. I, yeah, like, right. Yeah. Right.
2: And I would also venture to say I would prefer not to have someone that has to have substances to be an okay in that environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know you guys have been there's usually alcohol or other substances mm. at these events. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't want to have to be worried about my significant other overdoing it or
1: embarrassing me. Yeah, you need to know boundaries. Yeah, or having
2: having poor taste with a sponsor. I mean, it's really important that even though they're taking the back seat or they're sitting next to you, they're still on too. And so they need to understand that they're representing you as well. Well, I think,
1: like, at PSFA, I think Zach... Fully gets that. I'm not saying that you like ever had to prep him, but I feel like with anyone that I've brought to events, I've always had to slightly prep before and be like, Mm -hmm. Look, I'm gonna be on, I'm gonna be a slightly different person, and you're also an extension of me, so I need you to be like a little on too. Like, you don't need to be like the same level as me because obviously, like, you're not established and whatever. But still, like, you're representing me. Yeah. So you say something weird, it hits back at me. Mm -hmm. And I know that's, like, a really terrible thing to say and, like, this world should not be like that. But that's, like, kind of how it is in our field. It
0: applies in all fields. I mean, I hate being around my husband's work colleagues. I don't fit in. I have nothing to talk to them about. And I get real immature real quick because I just, like, can only take so much of it. So I give Zach huge props. Mm -hmm. I mean... The best part about it is like I can walk away from him because you get pulled in a million different directions And I don't have to worry that he's standing there like oh my god. What am I gonna do with myself? Mm -hmm. He just Mm -hmm. like figures it out. Well like you (laughs) said
2: I mean if if somebody is there with me and supporting me Mm -hmm. I would hope they understand that I would do the same for them And so that's where that communication is so important you know, I will sacrifice a couple nights to make sure that you feel like a million bucks and I'm present for your event, even mm-hmm. if I don't like your coworkers right. or
0: your family or whomever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, you want somebody that you can go home to or get in a car with after an event and be like, oh my God, and just talk about all the people they don't know and all of this stuff and you just need to debrief and they're still going to like want to talk to you after that. At least for me, because yeah. I get in the car and I'm like, babe, and then get some food uh, and then Burgerville or like, whatever. <laughs> I know it's usually like, I'm, I'm starving. starving. We need to
1: do a chef. It's so nice. Do what? Do a chef. It's so nice. Oh, oh well, yeah. I mean, Allison's had his cooking because we went to he, his restaurant. Yeah. So. Well, let's he go. was great. Let's
0: yeah. do a live podcast from his restaurant.
1: God, I don't know if he would. <laughs> <laughs> I adore him, but I don't know if he would do that. I think that, <laughs> that
0: we're still going to try and have him on the show. He's down. But, I asked him. I know. We got to work on Zach. We'll get there.
1: Yes, so we're trying to work on Zach. Zach, if you're listening, (laughs) But you will be on your run, we want to do an interview with each of our like significant others. So Nicole with her husband, and me with Sam, my boyfriend, and have their perspectives of like what's it like to be. With someone in the modeling world, what was your first experience of, like, blah, 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 blah. Because yeah. Sam, for a while, had not been to any of my events, because I didn't have any. And so he just went to Fade Delight, which was his first show. So now I'd be like, all right, what what'd you think? Like, yeah, blah, blah, I think blah, that's blah. a great idea. Yeah,
2: And hopefully they can share some insight for other partners that may be listening and might be struggling with it yeah. because it, it's a difficult role mm-hmm. I think it's not an easy task yeah well, it's like
1: dating someone who's like a politician like it's a I mean it's not on that high of a level but it's on a very similar level of you're dating someone who has like a persona mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so
2: especially in a, a smaller town like Portland where yes. everybody <laughs> knows everybody really yeah, yeah.
0: It's funny, most people don't know I married for quite a while. I didn't know you were married I know. for the longest time. Yeah. And then you were like, my husband one
1: day. And I was like, oh my God, you're married?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Personal life, other life, you know. Anyways, we digress from pageants. Do we want to do some fun questions? Then? I think so. Okay. Should we take a break really quick? Yeah, let's take a break. Okay, we'll be back. <laughs> we're back. Woo! Fresh glasses of wine yes. and Nacho is here. Nacho, if you could talk into the Constance. mic, that'd be so cool. I know. <laughs> I don't think he would. He could knock stuff over. That's good. Yeah, we let him in during the break so he wasn't scratching at the door. Nacho. Notch. All right, notch. fun
1: questions. I fun wrote questions. one, but I have several. Oh, so. I
0: know. I feel like
1: we have some good ones. First one. Do you have any ghost experiences? Mm, Halloween's coming up. Slash, do, you do you believe in ghosts? In ghosts?
0: <laughs> I believe in ghosts and spirits. Okay, okay good. For
2: sure. I had um, an
1: experience with any of them.
2: I had don't have any memorable experiences with ghosts, but I do believe I have a guardian spirit. Okay. Do they have a name? Um. Yeah, her name's Tiffany. Okay. And um, That's she cool. actually uh was killed in a head-on car accident. Oh, no. And the significance of that was um my directors uh, for Miss Oregon, it was their daughter. And I guess the first time they met me, they burst into tears because I look so much like her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm
0: getting chills, and I want to ask about the car accident you were in that you got the concussion. Could you have potentially been in her position? I think she saved me.
2: Her her and and Faith. I think uh, God is a big part of my life, and so Faith is, too. But um, I actually, I kind of joke, she loved cows, and Mm -hmm. so right before I won Miss Oregon, that whole year I was still in school... For some reason, my roommate and I had a big cow pillow in our living room, and none of us, both of us were just kind of drawn to it. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that Tiffany loved cows until I, I moved into her parents' house. So... That's so cool. I very much feel like Tiffany, and I, I know you're you're up there with me,
0: so... Aw, hey, Aww. Tiffany. Welcome that's, to the podcast. That's, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Cool. Wow, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I know, I was, like, expecting something spooky, but... I have have spooky ones, but yeah. What's your, we'll do Halloween special. When's your birthday? Mm -hmm. What's your zodiac sign?
2: January 30th. Okay, I'm an Aquarius. Oh!
1: I don't know what that means. Very creative. I feel like very, like, spontaneous too as an Aquarius. To
2: some degree. Yes. Are you guys like Enneagram people? Do you know much
0: about that? I'm into
1: zodiac signs. Okay.
0: I just know that I am my zodiac description to a T, but like, other than that, I don't know. I know more about, and I hope I'm
2: saying it right, so somebody can make fun of me if I'm not. But
0: (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) The
2: Enneagram or Enneagram, it's basically, you take a a personality or a likeness test and you get a number, Mm -hmm. and then that number describes a lot of your habits. Oh, interesting. This
1: is like numerology almost.
2: Kind of. So, I am challenging you guys to check out what number you are. I'm a three-wing four. Three-wing four. The threes are achievers. Okay. And so I, so I feel like that, that actually you. fits with my zodiac sign as Aquarius really well. I would agree. I yeah. can't sit still. Mm-hmm. Um I'm really big on like checking off goals and going after things and you're almost okay with being uncomfortable, which a lot of people can't.
0: Yeah, say
2: yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Huh. That's really interesting. Now I, like I want to I have do a lot that. of Aquariuses around me too. It's a lot of like Aquariuses, Gemini's, and a lot of Aries. I feel like they're mm. always mm-hmm. around me and on a yeah. constant. Because mm-hmm. my one of my best friends is an Aquarius. There we go. And the other one's a Cancer. But, yeah. <laughs> but Cancer and Scorpio get along really well. So, right. Yeah. How
0: mm-hmm. does that all even work? Is that why, like, some people just maybe don't like you, and you don't know why, but it's just a sign It can
1: be. To me, I don't take it straight up as, like, the truth. I take it more as, like, um, a a good info on most likely what their personality is. Like, I don't... I wouldn't look at you and be like, oh, she's only in Aries. I'd look at you and be like, yeah, this is probably what her personality is like, and then once I get to know you, that's when I'll, you know, make a judgment call. But to me, it's a good intro to, like, most likely what they... like, Like... Sam had no idea, but he's, like, such a Capricorn. Like, he's so work-driven and work-motivated hmm. and very analytical and very, like, doesn't share a lot of with feelings. Is very internal, and that's him to, like, a T, like, it, and he doesn't realize See, that. See,
0: Zach does not fit Gemini, and my mom and my older brother are also... They all have the same birthday, and they're all Gemini, and none of them fit Gemini.
1: I think more people... But there's like opposites, right? But, like you can. What no. are his? Do you know what his moon and his ri- rising no. sign are? See, because that know. plays into it too. June 18th. Someone tell me. You can look it up. Yeah. You can go online. You put in the birthday, the county you were born in, and the time. What? And okay. it'll tell you where the the lining was when you were born. So it'll tell you right. like like it'd be like Nicole. Aries is like your main sign, and then it'll say, um, I think it's ascending, ascending sign Leo, and then it'll say moon sign Capricorn, and then i will tell you, and then i will give you more of a breakdown. Like, uh, mine is, both of my parents, actually, my uh, ascending sign, which is the sign that they say if someone were to meet you at a party is the first one they meet, my ascending is Leo, and my moon <laughs> sign is Aries, which those hmm. are both my parents. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so. Huh.
0: When I first moved out here, I didn't get a job because of I was an Aries, and I'd never experienced that in my life. Being asked that in a job interview—that's
1: a weird question. Yeah,
0: I was wedding planning interview, and like she's like, "What's your sign?" I was like, "I'm an Aries," and she's like, "Oh, yeah, we won't get along." And I was like,
1: "Oh." (laughs) I feel like that's something you just find out later. I don't
0: know. Later, with it's fine. It wasn't meant to be. I'm over wedding planning anyways anyways. okay how much nice. clout do you put in to like the zodiac signs or is it just kind of fun for me i think it's
2: more of a basic tendencies mm-hmm. but i wouldn't say that i would judge somebody or no, have yeah. like a preconceived yeah. notion but i agree with you sometimes you meet somebody and then after it's like oh they really fit that uh, yeah. they really
0: <laughs> yeah maybe helps explain why certain people do certain things mm-hmm. yeah like and just you, say-
1: like i like you are very much an Aries on at certain times mm-hmm. and I'm very much a Scorpio to the point where I calm you down a little bit. Yeah,
0: when I overreact and you're like,
1: hey, that's not the right person to but, be freaking but out. But that's you. Yeah. That's why, that's why that, when that certain scenario happened and you uh, said, note to self, don't overreact. I said, no, just be yourself and I will be your mediator. <laughs> like, it's I'm perfect. Not, I'm not here to change you at all. I'm here to slightly just help you. Like, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not here to... Slightly volatile. like you're just um, recognizing, that's all. Yeah, I'm not here to be like, don't be you i know like that's rude (laughs) yeah no
0: it's good i like how direct evan is it's it's a nice podcast
1: relationship i'm insanely direct oh
0: that was cute we were super nice there for a second are are you a cat (laughs) or a dog person yeah
1: dog for sure yeah what would be your ideal like dream dog to to own
2: I love labs. Aww. I grew up with a black lab, kind of that faithful companion, athletics, will still protect you, but at the same time, will snuggle up. Mm-hmm. It's my it's Aww. my go-to, I think.
0: It's That's like the dog next door for the girl next door. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would probably... <laughs> Not to put you in that box, but, like, they go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd take that box. Yeah. That's a good one. Totally. You, you could
1: do those... Um, Nicole and I have talked about it a little, but sometimes our agency will send out things that will be like, we want photos of you and your pet because they want to do an ad with a person and their pet. Like, you guys (sighs) could totally do it. That'd That'd be be perfect. That'd be so cute.
2: Do you have a dog? I don't. Well, my parents have one in California. We grew up with her named Sadie. Oh, I think she's like fourteen now, Ooh. and she's a black lab. So that was
1: for a long time. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, and
2: mm. she's really fit. Mm. Uh, we exercise her quite a bit, but um, it's kind of sad. She's losing her hearing and eyesight, Aww, and be, we're just kind
1: of loving her while yeah. she's still here. Yeah, you know, pet ownership. What would have been your dream job if you hadn't done modeling or pageantry? Oh, that's a good one.
2: Um, Something that came about while I was a pageant queen, I think, was one of my dream jobs. I interviewed, excuse me, with the NFL, National Mm -hmm. Football League, to travel around the country and share my story about concussions with them.
0: That, was that is the first thing so that came to mind cool. when you were talking about concussions.
1: Yeah, That's so important w- now too. what
2: I didn't realize is the NFL actually sponsors moms brunches and luncheons and dinners educating females on what the football process is going to look like, hmm. uh, what their children may be going through, what their spouses may be going through, and they want more women to share their story and kind of jump on board, something that's kind of different about me than a lot of people is I'm still pro sports. Yeah. I referee, I think sports are are a necessity. They taught me so many life skills. Mm-hmm. I just think we need to be more mindful about how we're treating our student athletes mm-hmm. and making sure we're getting them the care that they need to stay healthy.
1: And informed because I feel like, um, I think with college football players, especially you hear about like, oh, they got a concussion and they just want to get right back on the field because they don't understand the the potential like lifelong effects mm-hmm. of just that one time. You Absolutely. Know? Like there's just not enough education around it, I feel
2: like. Well, and and it's really the invisible injury for a reason. It's not like a broken arm mm-hmm. where you can see it and you've got a cast on yeah. it and everybody knows it's there from the outside you look perfectly normal by most people's standards. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to see straight or talk or sleep or do any of your basic functions, but a lot of people won't know that unless you choose to tell them about it. Mm -hmm. So it really is about educating people to take care of themselves and and give your brain the rest that it it needs to really heal and, and bring you back to hopefully normal function. Yeah.
0: I would imagine, though, maintaining exercise is important in getting your brain to heal. To some degree, yes. Uh Uh-huh. You have to be careful because
2: a lot of the symptoms from a brain injury occurred based on the level of brain swelling that you have. Okay. And so you have to be very mindful about what type of exercise that you incorporate so that you're not aggravating that Hmm. or kind of extenuating a lot of those symptoms. So I would... Here's my plug for medicine. I would yeah. definitely consult with your physician mm-hmm. um, before adding an exercise plan to your healing process.
1: Hmm.
0: I've never had one, so it's all very interesting.
1: It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. i never even able to feel my brain not working huh. until I had my second one. And I was like, I cannot even do basic math right now. Like, I'm not okay. I wow. think
2: the most frustrating and... and um, I remember the person that I used to be before the concussions, and I'm not going to be that person again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's very difficult to articulate to people, especially pe- people who meet you after, because mm-hmm. you guys, you wouldn't know me pre-brain mm-hmm. injury. Most people yeah. at this point wouldn't know me, but in my head, I still feel like I'm not myself. I'm not who I used to be. i What if? What could have happened? Yeah. And really just coming to terms that this is who I am now. This is who I'm going to be. I'll seek as much treatment as I can. Mm. But
0: It's almost like mental illness. It is. Only there's a physical trauma that... Right. Graduated it. Interesting, right?
2: And it actually, a lot of people who have had traumatic brain injuries go through a series of depression. Oh yeah, I can only uh, imagine. It's like mm-hmm. lots of psychosis insomnia episodes. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. You're a hardcore insomnia. I know. I just oh. live and breathe insomnia. It just is what it is. I get a
1: lot done. Is you diagnosed? Yeah. Like yeah. you have chronic. For it? Wow. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Yeah,
0: I have. I've always stuff.
2: wondered
1: what's that. What's what that is like. What it's like. Um, it's a terrible feeling. I mean, I imagine it's not fun. But I've, I've had wondered.
0: only short term during the. <laughs> break, <laughs> Brain injuries and oh, you kind of learn to deal with it and live on a little bit of sleep. And so I just know how to be productive at night. Like I, that's kind of when I save. Like, like I really like hand making like denim jackets and like stitching stuff to them. And I'll do that at night because it's not overstimulating. So but is I mean, it just
1: because um, with me I'm on so many different stimulants for all of my issues that I I have trouble falling asleep. Like once I'm asleep, I usually can stay asleep. But the issue for me is like getting to that tired state where my brain is actually like, okay, we're shutting down Uh now. So I have to take like a bunch of melatonin. Yeah. Is it similar to where it's like, oh, I'm just not tired yet, but eventually I'll get tired? Or is it like, I feel tired, but I actually physically can't fall asleep?
0: It's both. Like, okay. It just all depends. Like, I'll go through spurts where I could be up literally all night and not realize it until, like, the sun is up and I'm like, oh, shit, like, I've been up all night. Well, wow, that's crazy. And then there's <laughs> other times where, like, I'll get really tired early and then I can't sleep through the night. Like, mm. I've gone a couple weeks without sleeping very much at all, and I've found, like... It's, like, crazy. Like, I've done, like, writings. Like, I'll find notebooks where I've, like, written stuff in. I've, like... um, It's like
1: the writings of a a mad person. Kind of. (laughs) Like, I've
0: hallucinated before from lack of sleep. Um, But I'm also somebody who... I tried taking Ambien, and I woke up driving home from the grocery store. I, like, bought myself flowers at 2 in the morning... And, like, a really, like, scary part of Pittsburgh just drove to Giant Eagle. That's what our local grocery store is called. That's crazy. I slightly woke up checking out and then in the car on the way home. Yeah. Anyways, insomnia side note.
1: That's scary. So if
0: you're ever wondering why we roll out so much Instagram stuff randomly, it's because I'm up.
1: Yeah, I swear (laughs) I go to bed. There was one time where it really hit me. I went to bed maybe at, like, midnight. I woke up the next day, probably like 8 or 9, and I looked at our Instagram, and you had done so much, and I was like, did she, did she sleep, like, no. and then, and I think that's when I realized that you had had that, because I was like, I yeah. kind of knew lightly, but that's when I was like, oh my god, she's doing all this stuff, and yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, and I'm asleep, like, I'm not even doing it. No, I'm just doing stuff, but, do you, know, you know, let's do one final question, then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Think of well, a good one.
0: I have one. Okay. Well, okay, I have two.
1: Just go for it. <laughs> one is
0: one is I'm curious. What do you find more competitive? Modeling or pageantry? Ooh,
1: that's a good one. Hmm. And
0: I mean I guess in the competitive category, I mean like catty and like pettiness.
1: Okay. Competitive between you and the other people yeah. involved. Not like
0: necessarily a healthy
1: I, that's a really great question i
2: really haven't compared the two in that aspect before with pageantry there's a certain level in, of investment you have the money that went into it to mm-hmm. buy the gown to buy the attire that you need uh, the time that went into it uh, the self-sacrifice um, and I think because of kind of all three of those components, the stakes are so high when you're in the moment, there's a very high level of that caddy competitiveness. But really once it's over, at the end of the day, everybody did it together and there's a really strong sense of family or, or you'll hear people say the sisterhood. Like I still keep in touch with all of my Miss America sisters. We have hmm. group chats and events. Oh, cool. With modeling... I haven't felt like I've invested the same monetary amount. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I've invested as much money, although I have invested time. Yeah, a lot of time. (laughs) So I think there's a different level of cattiness there. There's that initial, oh, man, she got the job and I didn't. But at the same time, you have each other's backs Mm -hmm. because it's such a tough industry. So... It's really tough to say which one is is more difficult than the other. I just think, uh, depending on what you're sensitive to and what you're passionate about, I think will be how you perceive mm-hmm. which one is worse.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Let's see that. Last one. What's your favorite city to visit?
2: Goodman. Oh, because you've been to so many. I you? have been to quite a few. So with my job, I cover the whole. Um, we call it the West Zone, but it's Alaska, Hawaii, the West Coast, all the way out to like the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. And I think so far, my favorite town to visit has been Chicago. I love Chicago. I it's, had two brothers there. Oh, it's beautiful. Now I haven't gone in the winter, <laughs> so I can't say I've experienced that. But. <laughs> There's just, just a, there's the big park, there's the bean, or the combination of like
0: old and new is really cool there.
2: Yes. And I, there are so many intellectuals there mm-hmm. and just something about having a very intelligent community is really stimulating to me. Mm-hmm. There's. There's art intellectuals, there's music, there's generalized corporate. Mm -hmm. Just the balance of all that I feel like is really unique and it kind of makes me feel alive whenever I go there.
0: It's It's the best of like Midwest meets big city. You get the friendly and the happy with the business minded and the...
1: I have not been there, but I would agree. I think it's maybe, it's probably like second to that would be like, like St. Paul, like or not like like the Twin Cities in Minnesota. Uh A lot of people will say that about them too.
0: Like Minneapolis and St. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't spent much time there. I it's am. hard for me because yeah. I'm I an East Coaster.
1: Later.
0: Yeah, so I. That like, would change your perspective I'm for a sure. East Coaster. Like I, <laughs> yes. I prefer the East Coast because it's older and prettier. Yeah, people are very different. It's very, that's the biggest thing for me is that people are extremely different. It would be neat to compare
2: the modeling industries Mm -hmm. of West versus East, Mm -hmm. just kind of how they go about things, because I think you'd meet very different styles.
1: So I'll drop a little foreshadow. I will be able to let you guys know. Yes, we're going to do... I'll be comparing... A potential bonus slash full episode (laughs) of Nicole's experience at New York Fashion Week. Yes, it's coming soon. And my future
0: out there and such. Yes, yes, yes. it's There was my personal plug. Okay. Yay. (laughs) Okay.
1: It is late. It is. In the eve when we were recording this. So I guess we'll wrap this up. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you Lee. And celebrating our 10th episode with us. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Well
2: I wanted to just say thank you so much for what you're doing for the modeling community. I oh know some of the topics <laughs> that you guys are addressing are not easy to talk about. But they're things that we need to talk about. And as a group of you know women and men that are following this podcast. We really need to have some of these tough discussions so that change can happen. hmm People
1: are aware. Yes. Yes. Cool. Bringing right. it all to light. Um. Real quick. Subscribe us. to us, <laughs> subscribe. us. We're on YouTube now. Yeah, we're on YouTube. I'm working on everything. Is live now. Officially. Good job. I got all the episodes up. It took me so, a minute. Haven't logged
0: in yet? Yeah. It's it's she's there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're at Model Pod Talk. at model podcast pdx on instagram model talk podcast thank you (laughs) and on facebook so subscribe share rate review all of that um make sure to check out allison on her journeys in um what she has coming up in the pageant world Yes. yes do you want to give
1: a light plug on something that's yeah
2: up? sneak preview um january ish i may be competing again Woo-hoo. and i'm so looking forward to it and if anybody out there has questions feel free to reach me um instagram twitter allison e. Cook. i've got a website allisonecook.com and i've also got a facebook page with the hashtag book allison cook
1: Aww, we'll cute. put all the links
0: in the bio. too. Yeah. Oh, awesome! Yeah. It'd be cool too. We could do always do bonus follow up episodes if you guys come up with more questions that we didn't cover or topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a lot of models out there really interested in pageants too, and vice versa. Yeah. yeah. I see the two worlds colliding a lot.
2: Feel free to reach out. It's it's been a fun ride, that's for sure. Yay!
0: Cute. Oh, I'm so excited you
1: were here. Yeah. Great. Well, stay
0: tuned for lots of pictures. Um, yeah. On our stuff. Um, If they're not there already. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll work
1: (laughs) on this. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Have a great day.